0: The Dallas Cowboys. Where do I begin? So the Dallas Cowboys are 1 and 3 so far this NFL season. And I think it's safe to say that the Cowboys have been the biggest disappointment of the NFL so far. And I mean, when you look at their losses, you lose to the LA Rams week 1 20 to 17. Okay, you had the debatable pass interference call, whatever. That's a game that Dallas came really close still winning. Okay, then you come back from behind and beat the Atlanta Falcons. Then week three, you lose to Seattle. Then this past week, you lost to the Cleveland Browns. And do you guys want to know what the biggest problem is with the Dallas Cowboys? The biggest problem that I've noticed with the Dallas Cowboys is that they are extremely undisciplined. Too many penalties And too many turnovers. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys are 29th in the NFL in penalties per game. They're averaging 7.5 penalties every single game. On top of that, they're 31st in the NFL in giveaways per game as well. So when you are giving the ball away, turning the football over, and having a lot of penalties to go on top of that, that's a good recipe for losing football games. And I mean, it doesn't matter how good of a team you have. If you're not taking care of the football and you're committing all of these dumb penalties, you're going to lose a lot of football games. And I mean, this may sound a little bit extreme, but I think the Dallas Cowboys may be worse off with Mike McCarthy as their head coach than what they were with Jason Garrett. And I mean, they were just as bad with Jason Garrett, but I mean, I don't think they were necessarily as bad as they are now when it comes to turnover over the football penalties because like this Mark McCarthy team looks very undisciplined very undisciplined I mean you're turning the football over like turnovers are a big reason why Dallas trails in the majority of the games that they do because they're turning the football over early and I mean against Atlanta they had like several turnovers to start that game and they had to climb from behind and like look the defense isn't Good, neither. I mean, this has probably been one of the worst defenses that I've ever seen the Dallas Cowboys put on the field in a very long time. I mean, they can't stop the run for nothing. They're 31st in the NFL in rush yards per game allowed, allowing 172 rushing yards a game. That is absolutely terrible. And then another thing about the Dallas Cowboys is also the fact that they're allowing nearly 40 points per game. They're last in the NFL in points per game allowed with 36. So, I mean, you taking the fact that their defense isn't good, teams can run the football on them all day long, and you're giving the football away, you're having all these unnecessary and dumb penalties, it's no surprise that the Dallas Cowboys are 1-3 and right now. And, I mean, they really got to get this thing together, man. Like, they're in a weak division, so they still have a really good chance to make it to the playoffs. And I'm going to talk about this division a little bit later on during the podcast, but, I mean... The Dallas Cowboys are in a really weird spot because you're 1-3. and three. Not a lot of teams can start the season out 1-3 and, and still say they have a great chance of winning the division. And I do think that the Dallas Cowboys are probably the most talented team in this division. I mean, Philadelphia's banged up Uh, Washington doesn't have a post of offense. And the New York Giants, well, they're the New York Giants. So, I mean, Dallas still is in a pretty good spot to win this division. But, I mean, if they keep on the way that they've been playing so far this season, they're going to see themselves not having the chance to win this division at all because eventually some team in this division is going to catch fire at the right time and meanwhile you're going to have Dallas turn the football over doing all these dumb penalties and then on top of that the fact that they are always trolling takes away from the running game because Dallas has a winning record when Ezekiel Elliott is rushing for over 100 yards like I know a lot of people like to talk about how Dak Prescott has played good and all that. And I agree, I think that Prescott has played fairly well. But I mean, at the end of the day, this Dallas Cowboys team is built to run the football. At the end of the day, the Dallas Cowboys are playing their best football when Ezekiel Elliott is running the football. This is Ezekiel Elliott's team. Not that Prescott's team. That Prescott's the quarterback. But the Dallas Cowboys win games by running the football with Ezekiel Elliott. And so far this season, they have really done a good job of doing that. And a large reason why is because they've had to heavily rely on Dak Prescott in this passing game to get them back into the game because they're always trailing by so many points. So when you're trailing by like three or two touchdowns, you have no choice but to throw the football to get back into the game. So the Dallas Cowboys really need to get this thing together, man. The Dallas Cowboys aren't going to win a lot of games the way that they're doing it right now. On offense, you need to put some more... Are running the football. Stop with all these dumb penalties. Stop turning the football over because you put yourself in the hole. Luckily for Dallas, they're one and three, and they catch a break because they're playing in the weakest the weakest division in the NFL. So I mean, Dallas is in a really good spot right now. I mean, no other team in this division has won more than one game, which is really pitiful right now. So I mean, it's sad to say, but the Dallas Cowboys still have a really good shot of winning the division. And, I mean, you don't really see it really often. But, I mean, my McCarthy has to get this thing turned around quick, fast, and in a hurry, man, because the Dallas Cowboys schedule, is about to get really tough the next couple of weeks. So, I mean, they need to limit the amount of penalties that they have because penalties are absolutely killing them. And they need to limit the amount of turnovers because, like I said, they are averaging two giveaways per game, which is 31st in the NFL. So, I mean, like I said, you're going to win a lot of football games if you turn the football over. And you're definitely not going to win a lot of football games if you are one of the most penalized teams in the NFL. So you take the fact that the Dallas Cowboys are not only one of the most penalized teams in the NFL, but the fact that they just turn the football over so many times isn't a good recipe. This defense isn't good. This defense can't stop the run. So when the Dallas Cowboys are down, really all teams have to do is run the football, control time possession, and that's how you can limit Dallas from coming back from behind. So, I mean, Dallas really needs to get this thing Turned around really fast, man, because I'm really disappointed in what I've seen so far out of Mark McCarthy. Like, I had really high expectations for Mark McCarthy when he became the head coach for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I don't know about anybody else that's watching this or listening to this on the audio platform, but I mean, I expected the Dallas Cowboys to at least be 10-6. and 6. And with the pace that they're on right now at one and three, I don't even think they're gonna have a winning record. They may end up being eight and eight, seven and nine. But despite that, they still may be able to get into the playoffs with a record like an eight and eight or seven and nine. Just with how this division has played out so far, man. So I mean the Dallas Cowboys have to be the most disappointed team in the nfl up to this point man because i expected a lot of good things out of mike mccarthy i know they've had a couple of injuries but i mean still that's no excuse for the way this defense has played man like this defense has played absolutely terrible they can't stop the run the secondary has played awful and i already knew that the secondary for dallas was going to be all that great this year but i didn't think it would be that bad as it is right now so i mean the dallas cowboys have a lot of things that need to clean up like if the dallas cowboys could stop with all of the all of the penalties and stop turning the football over so much they probably could easily be three and run right now or four and no so i mean the dallas cowboys are a really good team but they can never really reach their potential and they keep on shooting themselves in the foot is there still any hope left for the detroit lions and matt patricia to turn their season around now, it's been a while since I made a video strictly talking about the Detroit Lions. So last time I made a video about the Detroit Lions, it was a hot take video. And I don't like doing a lot of hot take videos on this channel because they're heavily controversial. But that was a video that had to be made. And in that video, I said that the Detroit Lions would not make tip loss this season. And a lot of Detroit Lions fans, as expected, they got mad. They said, I didn't know anything about football. The Lions were a playoff team. They had a great team. They finally had Matt Patricia's guys. And they were going to make to tip loss this season, guaranteed. Well, here we are, week five of the NFL season. The Detroit Lions are one and three heading into their bye week. And it's already Detroit Lions fans talking about who they're going to select with their first round selection and the 2021 nfl draft remind you it is week five of the nfl season and i already hear lions fans talking about the nfl draft which is many months away it's still a lot of football to be played we haven't even reached the midway point of the nfl season which is around week eight week nine and detroit lions fans are already talking about the nfl draft taking place next year and i mean A lot of Detroit Lions fans had a lot of optimism, which I can't blame. A lot of fans have optimisms about their team. But I told a lot of Lions fans, I said, look, it doesn't matter who you got in free agency, who you got in the NFL draft. It doesn't matter how good of a team that you have if you don't have a good coach. Okay, like I saw a lot of Lions fans talking about how great this team was and things like that. But nobody wanted to talk about coaching. And I told everybody, I said, look, it doesn't matter how good of a roster you have, how many good players you have if you don't have a good coach. Nick Saban was once told by Bill Belichick that it doesn't matter how great of a team and how many great players you have if you can't coach them. And when you look at the Dallas Cowboys and Cleveland Browns last year, both of those two teams had really talented rosters, and they still missed the playoffs. You want to know why? Because of coaching. And I look at Matt Patricia... This is a guy who I just feel doesn't deserve to be a head coach. I don't think he has what it takes. And I said this in the offseason. A lot of Detroit Lions fans got upset. But now here we are going into week five, um, Detroit's bye week, and they're one and three. And everything I said about the Detroit Lions in the offseason has came to fruition. I've been right about the Detroit Lions so far. They lost to Chicago Bears 27-23 week one. I thought they would be able to pull off that victory. Then you get destroyed by the Green Bay Packers. You pull off the upset against Arizona by three points. And then a lot of Detroit Lions fans were like, oh, man, we're back on the right track. Like, no. I knew Detroit was going to get dominated by the New Orleans Saints or lose to the New Orleans Saints because, listen, there's no way you can be plus three in their turnover margin and only win by three points. Like, Arizona played one of the worst games of the season, and Detroit only won by three points. That told me everything I needed to know about the Detroit Lions. You're plus three in the turnover margin, and you only win by three points. That's a sign of a team that isn't well coached. And I mean, when you look at this defense, I mean, the defense isn't as bad as what it was last season. I mean, from a statistical standpoint, last year they were near the bottom of the NFL and every statistical category on defense. But I mean, they have improved a little bit slightly. I mean, yards per game, they're allowing 405 yards per game to a total offense, but their pass defense has improved, okay? But they have one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. So I mean, for... The Detroit Lions, man, if you're a Lions fan, is there any hope left for the Detroit Lions and Matt Patricia to turn around their season? And I mean, I don't like spreading, you know, false positivity. Like, I like to be real. And I'll be honest with you guys. You guys have a 5% to 10% chance of getting this thing turned around. It all depends on what Matt Patricia does, okay? Because your next seven games for the Detroit Lions are really winnable. You play Jacksonville, you play Atlanta, you play Atlanta, okay, neither one of those teams have a defense themselves, okay? So you're pretty evenly matched with Jacksonville Jaguars and the Atlanta Falcons. You pretty much have the same struggles. Atlanta can't stop the pass to save their life. Their defense is heavily banged up. They're allowing nearly 40 points per game, and you got Jacksonville. Their secondary can't stop anybody at all, and their defense can't even stop the run. So I mean... You have winnable games against Jacksonville and Atlanta coming off the bye. Those are winnable games. I'm not saying Detroit will win those games. I'm just saying you have a good possibility of winning those games. I would say that Detroit will probably be favored to win that game against Jacksonville and they probably may be favored to win that game against Atlanta because they're pretty solid against the pass. But then you play the Colts, you play the Vikings, you play Washington, you play Carolina, and you play the Houston Texans. So, I mean, at best... Detroit should go 5-2 and two at best, okay? You can walk out of that next seven-game schedule or that next seven-game stretch with five wins and two losses, and you'll be in very good shape. But, I mean, this is the Detroit Lions that we're talking about, so you can't have your expectations too high because although these are winnable games, I mean, you're facing the Texans, the Panthers, and Washington. The Washington football team has no offense at all. I mean, the Texans... They just fired their head coach, Bill O'Brien. I don't even know if they're going to get anything turned around at this point. So, I mean, you have some winnable games. Games against teams that aren't really all that good and aren't really all that good at all besides Carolina. Carolina may be the best team out of that bunch. So, I mean, if you're Detroit, after the bye, I mean, you got a really easy seven games coming up. And then after those seven games are over, You're facing the Bears, Packers, Titans, Buccaneers, and Vikings. That's how you end up closing out your season. So for the Detroit Lions, I mean, you have a small chance to turn around your season. If you're a Detroit Lions fan, I'm not trying to give you false hope, but there is a little bit of hope left for you just because of how easy your schedule is coming up after this bye week because a lot of teams that you play aren't really all that great. So, I mean, I'm not trying to give this Detroit Lions fan base any hope. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to say, this it there is a little bit of room of hope for the Detroit Lions to get this thing turned around. And we're really gonna find out just how bad of a coach Matt Patricia is. Because if you can't even beat at least three of these teams, I mean Matt Patricia deserves to be fired. In the next seven games, if Matt Patricia doesn't win then at least three out of seven of these next games, He needs to be fired. He doesn't deserve to make it through the end of the season if he can't even win three games out of the next seven that's coming up because none of these teams are really all that great besides Carolina, okay? So, I mean, Jacksonville, they're not going to playoffs. Atlanta's not going to playoffs. The Colts are pretty good. So, I mean, the Colts and Panthers, let me take that back. I forgot about the Colts. The Colts are the best team out of this bunch. But the Colts are really beatable because they're just a run-heavy football team. So if Detroit can stop the run game of Indianapolis, they have a really good chance of winning that game. Okay? So, I mean, for the Detroit Lions, if you're a Detroit Lions fan, I mean, I know it looks like your season's pretty much over because a lot of you guys are already talking about drafting the quarterback in next year's NFL draft. But, I mean, we're only in week five, and you're already giving up on the season. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know— give false hope, but there is just a little bit of hope left for the Detroit Lions, just of how favorable their schedule is. But knowing Matt Patricia being the coach that he is, I don't think he's going to be able to take advantage of it because if this was a guy like Mike Tomlin, Andy Rito, Bill Belichick, these next seven games, they probably will go six, six and one, seven and no. So, I mean, this is a really important stretch coming up for Matt Patricia, because if he can't win at least three of these next seven games, He has to be fired, man. He doesn't deserve any more time. And if you can't even win three of these games, you're most likely going to be out of the playoff race. So, I mean, Detroit, still a little bit of hope left. Not a lot. 5% chance. The amount of hope left for the Detroit Lions to turn around their season is probably about the size of the end of this pen right here. You see this? That's how much hope is left for the Detroit Lions to turn around their season. I don't really think they're going to do it, but I mean, hey, there is a chance. So you telling me there's a chance, JT? Small chance that Detroit can get this thing turned around, but I strongly doubt it. Before the start of the NFL season, I said that the Buffalo Bills could potentially be a dark horse Super Bowl contender. And the Buffalo Bills this offseason... They traded for Stephon Diggs. They finally got the number one wide receiver that they were searching for. They improved the defense. The offense has also improved as well. And I said before the season began, I said, look, the Buffalo Bills are only going to go as far as Josh Allen takes them. And I mean, Josh Allen has played like an MVP candidate so far heading into week five of the nfl season he's thrown for 1326 passing yards 12 touchdowns one interception completing 70 percent of his passes josh allen has played phenomenal absolutely phenomenal and look a lot of people are really caught off guard by how good this buffalo bills team is but i'm not you see a lot of people believe it or not still don't know how really good the Buffalo Bills are. And a lot of people still don't know just how good Josh Allen has played so far this season. And the reason why is because, like I said earlier before the season began, that Buffalo doesn't get a lot of respect because they're Buffalo. They are a small market team. More people know more about the Dallas Cowboys roster than they do about the Buffalo Bills roster. I think that's pretty evident because first take on ESPN was talking about the Buffalo Bills. And my guy Stephen A. Smith, I love my guy Stephen A. Smith. But he didn't even know who were the guys who was on Buffalo's roster. The guys that he named weren't even on Buffalo's team anymore. So, I mean, that just shows you how much the national media pays attention to Buffalo. So, I mean, Buffalo, when I said that Buffalo was a dark horse Super Bowl contender, it surprised a lot of people. But it didn't surprise me because I realized how good this Buffalo Bills team is because I actually pay attention. Like, I make sure that I know almost what I need to know about every single team in the NFL. So I know if a team is really good or not. And the Buffalo Bills, when you look at their roster, you look at their coaching staff, they're legit. It all comes down to how far can Josh Allen take them. And I think that Josh Allen, the way that he's played so far early on in the season, that Buffalo can make a really deep playoff run. Now, it still is very early. They did defeat the Jets, the Dolphins. You got a big win against the Rams, who looked really good as well this season so far, and the Raiders. But the meat and potatoes of the Buffalo Bills schedule is coming up. You're playing the Tennessee Titans, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Patriots, and Seattle coming up in the next couple of weeks. But... I think that the Buffalo Bills are for real. You got a great secondary. Josh Allen is playing great, playing like an MVP candidate. You got a great coach in Sean McDermott, one of the most underrated coaching staffs in the NFL. I mean, the Buffalo Bills have all the tools to compete for a championship this year. And I know that a lot of people are still going to say, oh, let's see what they do against the Titans, the Chiefs, the Patriots, and Seattle. Look, Buffalo most likely isn't going to win all four of those games, okay? But I think that they can at least win three out of four or at least two out of four of those games. You're not going to win every single game in the NFL the majority of the time, okay? But what I am saying is that Buffalo is a really good team. And I mean, if you haven't watched the Buffalo Bills play Which, I'm pretty sure, unless you're a Buffalo Bills fan, the majority of you guys haven't seen Buffalo play. You need to go watch. You need to go watch Josh Allen. Josh Allen has been phenomenal. And a lot of people still don't know just how good Josh Allen really is. Like, people were still saying that Josh Allen wasn't great last season. That he wasn't a good quarterback. That's because people didn't see Josh Allen play. And I mean... The reason why people haven't seen Josh Allen play is because he plays for Buffalo. If Josh Allen would have had the season that he had last year on a team like Pittsburgh and Dallas, people would be riding Josh Allen's nuts, okay? So Josh Allen playing for Buffalo, he doesn't really get a lot of national attention from the national media. So unless Buffalo goes like 16-0 and 0 or to beat Tennessee or Kansas City, you're not going to get the recognition that you rightfully deserve. But I believe that Buffalo is legit. I'm all in on Buffalo this year, okay? I think Buffalo could make a run at the Super Bowl. Now, like I said, still early on in the season, but they had some really good wins. You beat the Raiders, who the Raiders look pretty okay this year. The Rams, like I said, they look like one of the best teams in the NFL. I think they may be the third best team in the NFC behind Green Bay Seattle. So, I mean, Buffalo, they played some competition, Okay, so you just can't come out here and say Buffalo hasn't played nobody because they beat the Rams. The Rams are really good. And they beat the Raiders. So, I mean, Buffalo, I'm sold on Buffalo. And I was telling people this even before the season started that I believed in Buffalo. A lot of people say, man, you don't know what you're talking about, man. Like, Buffalo doesn't have what it takes to win a Super Bowl. No, you don't think that Buffalo has what it takes to win the Super Bowl because you don't pay attention to their roster. You don't pay attention to what they did in the offseason. Only thing you saw was that they traded for Stefan Diggs. Okay? But that's it. Other than that, a lot of you guys, if you're not a Buffalo Bills fan, be honest. Have you really been paying attention to Buffalo? No. A lot of people weren't even talking about weren't even talking about Buffalo last season. Like I made a bold prediction saying that the Buffalo Bills would make it to the playoffs in 2019. Nobody believed me. It was only like one other YouTuber that made another video saying that Buffalo could also go to the playoffs as well. So, I mean, not a lot of people really had a lot of confidence in Buffalo. But, I mean, I see this coaching staff. I see what Sean McDermott has did with this franchise. He's absolutely turned around this franchise. Take notes, Detroit Lions fans. Take notes, Matt Patricia. Take notes, Adam Gase. This is how you turn around the culture of a franchise. Buffalo was an organization before Sean McDermott got there. Hasn't really had a lot of success. In the last two decades, Sean McDermott comes, he implements a culture in that locker room, okay? You draft the guy on Josh Allen. You develop Josh Allen. You get talent to surround Josh Allen with. You build up the offensive the line. You give him a good running game. You give him a good group of wide receivers with John Brown, Cole Beasley, and Stephon Diggs. And you give him a good defense as well. That's how you build a team around a first-round pick a lot of teams don't do that. They think all you need is a quarterback, and they don't surround him with the necessary pieces that he needs to be successful. Buffalo's franchise is on the up and up. And it's not too long until a lot of people, other than me and the national media, start catching on to Buffalo. Because look, I'm not just hopping on the Buffalo Bills bandwagon. Like I've been knew that the Buffalo Bills were a really good team. Before the season even started, I even called it back last year for some of you Buffalo Bills fans that I remember. But, I mean, it's only a matter of time before the national media starts giving Buffalo the credit that they so rightfully deserve. And, I mean, look, they got a really tough schedule coming up. You got to play Tennessee, Kansas City, New England, and Seattle. I don't think Buffalo is going to win all four of those games, but I do think they have a good opportunity to at least go two and four or win three out of four of those next coming games that's coming up. So, I mean, for Buffalo, as of right now, I'm sold on the Buffalo Bills. I'm buying all of the Buffalo Bills stock available And I'm cashing those tickets, baby, because I think that the Buffalo Bills are for real this year. Josh Allen has played like an MVP candidate. I'm sold on the Buffalo Bills this year. Don't know about you, but I believe in the Buffalo Bills. I think that the Bills are for real. I think that the Green Bay Packers are the best team as of right now in the NFC. Now, I know I'm probably going to get a lot of pushback in the comment section, I know a lot of people are probably gonna say Seattle is the best team in the NFC. And I understand why people feel that way and why people think Seattle's the best team in the NFC because of how great Russell Wilson has played so far this season. He is the front runner for NFL MVP and the offense has been really great. But I mean, I think Green Bay is better than Seattle because Green Bay is just a more complete team. They have a top 10 offense, or top five offense, excuse me, and their defense has also played really well. Seattle, on the other hand, their offense has been great, but their defense has been lackluster. And a lot of people have some high expectations set in place for the Seattle Seahawks defense, and particularly their secondary. And their secondary simply hasn't really been all that great as advertised. And I mean, when you look at Green Bay, their defense is great, And their offense is even good as well. Aaron Rodgers, everyone's talking about Russell Wilson's MVP season. Aaron Rodgers is having an MVP season as well. The Aaron Rodgers Revenge Tour. 1,214 passing yards, 13 touchdowns, no interceptions, completing 70% of his passes. Aaron Rodgers is having one of the best seasons that we've seen out of him in a very long time. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is playing like a man on a mission. He is playing like he has something to prove. Which he does. You see, Green Bay, instead of taking another wide receiver in the first round, they took Jordan Love, his potential successor, his potential replacement. And that lit a fire under Aaron Rodgers. You can just look at Aaron Rodgers' face on the sideline. You can just look at his eyes every time he puts his helmet on. Like, he just has a different feel about him this year. And I mean, like, Aaron Rodgers also, I feel like he's a lot less tense than what he has been the previous season. Because I actually saw Aaron Rodgers participating in the team celebration on the touchdown this past Monday night. Like, I haven't really recalled a lot of instances when Aaron Rodgers has participated in the team celebration. Like, I think that Aaron Rodgers is having a lot of fun this year. And Aaron Rodgers, I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers hasn't had fun in the past, but it just seems like he's a lot less tense than what he has been in the past. It seems like he's starting to let go a little bit, and he's really looking like he's having a lot of fun. And not only is he having a lot of fun, but he's also playing with a different level of intensity in his eyes. And I think that Jordan Love getting drafted by Green Bay has really set a fire under Aaron Rodgers. And Green Bay is 4-0 right now. They defeated Minnesota, Detroit, New Orleans, Atlanta. So I think that the Green Bay Packers as of right now are their best team in the NFC. And look, I can understand if you want to say that Seattle's better than Green Bay. I can understand that, but I just can't say that Green Bay is better than Seattle when Seattle just hasn't been there defensively. Green Bay has had a really good defense. They're getting after the quarterback. The secondary has played very well, and the offense is playing very well as well. And you got to remember, Green Bay is doing this without Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard. Their two best receivers are out. And they're still being really good. So, I mean, look, Seattle has been really good, but I feel like Green Bay has been a better overall team because they just play defense and they play offense. And I just can't say Seattle's better than Green Bay when they only play one side of the football really well and they don't play the other side of the football really well. Football is a game that is more than just scoring points And more than just having all these spectacular players on offense, it's about being able to get stops on defense. And Seattle's defense simply hasn't played well. Green Bay has. Green Bay is the better overall team than Seattle. Now, at the end of the season, will Seattle's defense improve? Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But at the end of the day, as of right now, heading into week five, I think that it wouldn't be outrageous for me to say that Green Bay has the better overall team than Seattle. I mean, Matt LaFleur, he probably could be coach of the year this year. I mean, last year, a lot of people thought Green Bay's 13-3 season was a fluke. And I recall a lot of people saying that Green Bay was the worst 13-3 team of all time because they had a weak schedule. They didn't really play that much competition. And their point differential was like a big determining factor, and why a lot of people didn't have a lot of faith in Green Bay. But I mean, this season, Green Bay looks really good. They look really dominant. And I mean, if they were to play Seattle right now, I would take Green Bay to win that game because I can trust Green Bay to get a stop. I can't trust Seattle to get a stop at all. For all we know, Green Bay could just march up and down the field on Seattle, and Seattle could put up points on Green Bay. They can match Green Bay points for points. But eventually, I don't think Seattle's defense is going to be able to get the necessary stops. Now, Seattle is really good at forcing turnovers and forcing takeaways. But when you're facing a team like Green Bay that doesn't turn the football over, what's going to happen when you're not able to force those turnovers? What's going to happen when you're going to have to rely on your defense to follow turnovers to get a stop? I don't really know if I can trust Seattle to do that. So I think as of right now, heading into week five of this year's NFL season in 2020, I think that Green Bay is better than the Seattle Seahawks. And that's why I believe that the Green Bay Packers are the best team in the NFC as of right now. And I think if I had to make a Super Bowl prediction, I think it would probably be the Green Bay Packers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Tampa Bay... Has turned the dawn the last couple of weeks. But I mean, we will see if Tampa Bay is going to be able to overcome um, the Green Bay Packers and take over that number one spot in the NFC. But as of right now, I think Green Bay is the best team in the NFC heading into week five of the NFL season. The NFC East is an absolute mess right now. This is the worst division in football without a doubt. I mean, no team in this division has more than one win. I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles, they're 1-2-1. They just recently defeated the 49ers on Sunday Night Football. And they are devastated with injuries. Like, the Philadelphia Eagles, for some reason, I don't know what it is, but they're just cursed. They just can't stay healthy no matter what. And I know every team deals with their fair share of injuries somewhere throughout the season. But, I mean, Philadelphia just gets hit with the injury bug really bad for some reason. Then you got the Washington football team. The Washington football team is a team that I said could potentially be a sleeper before the season began. And the reason why I said they could be a sleeper was because of how good their defensive line was. And I wasn't expecting all that much out of Washington's offense. But gosh, man, Washington's offense right now doesn't even look like it has a pulse. Like the only reliable person that they have on offense is Terry McLaurin. Aside from Ted McLaurin, pretty much their second best player as of right now, has to be halfback Antonio Gibson, who Antonio Gibson had a really nice game against Baltimore. Um, we don't really know what the quarterback position is going to look like going forward. I mean, we know Dwayne Haskins is the starting quarterback for right now, but how long does he have left until Ronald Vera decides to pull the plug and start somebody else? Now, Dwayne Haskins did have a pretty nice game against Baltimore, but, I mean, can he be able to keep up that level of play? I don't really know. And think about this. Dwayne Haskins had his best game of his whole entire pro career against Baltimore, and they still lost. So, I mean, I don't know how long is Dwayne Hassan's going to remain the starting quarterback for Washington, if he will even remain the starting quarterback at all, but I don't really know. So you got Washington, they have a pretty good defense, but their offense doesn't really have a pulse right now. Then you have the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, I already talked about the Dallas Cowboys earlier. The Dallas Cowboys have a really good team aside from the flaws that they have defensive with the fact that their secondary isn't good and they can't stop the run but overall this is a team that could be a lot better than what their record shows they're 1-3 and right now but really they could be 3-1 and 4-0 but they're not because they just have too many penalties and they have too many turnovers they're just undisciplined right now and my McCarthy doesn't look like a great hire as of right now. He actually may look like he may be even worse than what Jason Garrett was. I mean, this team j- just is just undisciplined. So many turnovers. They can't run the football because they're always down by so many possessions. It's just that this Dallas Cowboys team right now, they're a mess. Then you have the New York Giants. They're on 4 Not really a lot needs to be said about the New York Giants. Like we knew the New York Giants coming into this season – weren't really going to be all that competitive this year this is pretty much a rebuilding year for joe judge but i mean the fact that the new york giants are on four and they still have a chance to win this division tells you everything that you need to know about it because this division simply is not good and i mean i don't even know who's going to win this division because in all honesty i think all of these teams are pretty evenly matched aside from the new york giants who are the worst of the bunch um, the Cowboys don't really know if they can even correct their mistakes. Just so many penalties, so many turnovers. I don't know if they're going to be able to get that corrected. The Washington football team, I don't even know if their offense is even capable of scoring more than 23 points or even 20 points at that. They struggle to even put 20 points on the board. Then you got Philadelphia. Philadelphia's just battling the injury bug. Um, I think Philadelphia may be able to kick it into second gear in the second half of the NFL season. But, I mean, overall, man, I mean, this division may be in danger of having a 7-9 team make it to the playoffs. I think that's just how bad this division is because this division right now doesn't have anything going for it. We don't even know who's going to end up, you know, clicking at the right time. We're hoping that it's Philadelphia because Philadelphia has the best coach in the division. They have the best quarterback still, in my opinion. But, I mean, overall, Dallas has the most talented team in this division. They have the most potential. But, I mean... Would Dallas be able to live up to the expectations that a lot of people have set in place for them before the season began? I don't really know. Can Washington be able to score more than 20 points on the offense? Don't really know about that neither. So, I mean, this division, man, isn't really great. And I think whoever wins this division is probably going to end up being 8-8 eight and eight or 7-9 less. one of these teams are able to kick it in to second gear, which I highly doubt. Because this division hasn't really been great. We haven't really seen any great teams in this division that were able to separate themselves from the rest of the pack. So, I mean, as of right now, all of these teams are pretty evenly matched. Aside from the New York Giants, I think the New York Giants have pretty much been the worst team in this division. But even then, they're on four and they still have a shot at winning it, believe it or not. Because, I mean... This division isn't good. So, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if the New York Giants were able to somewhat be able to string along a couple of wins, and they were ending up number one in this division. So, I mean, hey, this division isn't great. This division is up for grabs. I think anybody can win it. Even the New York Giants can win it. The Dallas Cowboys don't know. Washington don't know. Philadelphia don't know. I don't know about any of these teams. But, I mean, the NFC East right now is a mess.